Gents, let's get to one of our favourite segments on the show. It's bring it back, give it the sack, have a crack. My back and my crack. Let's get to bring it back because on the weekend, start of the second quarter, we saw the Saints group deep breathing, which is a very different approach to maybe some of the team huddles in the past where you have coaches absolutely unleashing hell onto their players in the middle. But this was a bit of mindfulness, which of course is the mental state achieved by focusing on one's awareness of the present moment while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations. And it's used as a therapeutic technique. Gents, do we have to be harder on our players or do you like the deep breathing, get in the zone technique? Well, it seemed to work. That's going to work. Every quarter you might see a few clubs adopting it as they did with, um, I think, Richmond a few a year or two ago when Jack Higgins started cracking joke. He saw a few clubs sort of try and copy that. Maybe they would start um, copying the St Kilda trade to do some deep breathing at three-quarter time. Boys, I can confirm very quickly I'm not, but I'm Big fan, no concept of, well, whatever works. Um, I'm sure there'd be plenty of teams that wouldn't even consider anything like this. Look, if you find a formula that seems to be having a positive effect, I say stick with it. This is this is certainly something outside the square, but look, maybe we'll see a bit more of it. But gents, it got me thinking, what are some of the best, most effective and weird in-play traditions that we've seen in our game? Now, the first one was when we watched the last the documentary about the incredible Chicago Bulls in the NBA and the superstar that was and still is MJ, Michael Jordan. We saw a lot of footage there, him smoking those big fat cigars on his playing days and having the occasional beer post-match. Didn't seem to affect his on-field performance, gents. Neither did Dennis Rodman's quick trips to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get all that partying out of the system so he could get his head straight on game day. It's, it's phenomenal what some of these players can do to their bodies and still perform. It's phenomenal. There was a player in the baseball that drank some ridiculous record like 60 beers on a plane. So, you know, sports stars can take a lot. That's a good way of putting it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They can yeah. certainly put their body through all kinds yeah. of rigours. <laughs> Tim Watson reckons that during the 1984 Grand Final, club doctor and absolute champion at the Essendon Football Club, Brucey Reed, had a cigarette at three-quarter time that he handed to champion Paul Vanderhaar. And big Paul Vanderhaar had a couple of drags of it. Can you believe that, Jens? I can because it was 1984, but geez, can you imagine that happening in 2020? Oh. Three-quarter time of a grand final, Frizy. I suppose we're talking about very different times. Even for that day and age, though, that is extremely rare and bizarre, I think. Let's go to a different sport here, gents, because there is a man called Jason Terry who used to play in the NBA. He was the shooting guards for the Mavericks. And one of his weird traditions was he used to like sleeping in his opponent's shorts. And listen to this. He wouldn't buy the fake ones either. They had to be purely authentic game day shorts. Sounds like something that you'd think like a tag or like a Cameron Lee would do, something like that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird one for an NBA player. Almost to steal the DNA of the opposition. Whatever gets you in the zone to play, but gee, that's, that's out there. That's really out there. That's a strange one as well. <laughs> Now, one of the craziest ones I came across, guys, was a big fella. And I'm talking, he's a very, very big fella. His name's John Henderson. He's a big NFL player who used to like getting slapped 
to get him pumped up before the game. He would get any old trainer before the game to give him one massive slap and it would really get him in the zone. Oh, Joe, that ain't good enough. Come on, Joe. Ah, thank you, baby. Thank you. You're making blood come from my damn mouth. That's what I'm talking about, baby. You got to make blood come to the mouth. You can't just smack me and don't hit me hard. That bullshit. When you hit a motherfucker, you hit that motherfucker. Let's kick the ass, Kick the ass. Let's go. Let's go. Do you think the trainer would be more scared than the actual player getting slapped in this situation? How hard do I hit him? I've got to hit him hard enough to fire him up, but, gee, I don't want to hurt him. And, you know, all of a sudden I'm in trouble, gee. Gosh, as an opposition player lining up against this guy, you look at him and he's got this massive red hand mark on his face. You must be thinking, what the hell's going on in this club? You do whatever works for you and it's all in the mind, isn't it? Give it the sack! Tom Hawkins! Gave one of his fans at the end of a very, very wet and sloppy game. He gave his shorts to one of the fans. The shorts were absolutely filled with God knows how much water. That poor fan would have been standing there wringing those shorts. But gosh, guys, have you ever seen a player give away his shorts at the end of a game? He wasn't, he wasn't giving them away to that NBA player who was stealing people's shorts, yeah. was he? <laughs> might have been him. There might have been some link. Jason Terry. The guy Jason who likes Terry. to sleep in the shorts. Maybe that was Jason Terry in the fans. Maybe he loves to collect them. Maybe he's made a trip to Perth. <laughs> They're a big set of shorts. Tommy Hawkins saw shorts, that's for sure. Would that be an extra, extra, extra large Frizy? What do you reckon? Oh, keep going, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, more X's in there than... Uh... Oh, look, I won't say it. Uh, we've managed to source some very unusual, unique occurrences in this week's episode, boys. That is, that's something I haven't seen before. Guys, it just gets a little bit weirder here because Harry Mackay, did he play for North Melbourne on the weekend? Now, listen to this. Harry Mackay for the Carlton Football Club was a late out in the game against North Melbourne, yet his identical twin brother played. Now, we thought it was a tad suspicious. So I'm going to ask the question to you, gents. Are they the same person? <laughs> Have you ever seen them in the same room together? <laughs> I think the last time I saw them, they were in the... Uh, I remember the draft night. I think I was watching 2015. They were, they were there together. But it was suspicious. <laughs> Only those within the four walls at that footy club that actually know the, the real answer to this, boys. Are the McGovern brothers the same person as well? Because Mitch isn't out there at the moment. And guess what? Ivor is Jeremy. I reckon Jeremy oh. plays a bit better than Mitch, though. Yeah. I think he does. I think he does. And he has a premiership medallion as well, if you don't mind. So I'm sure he sticks that to his brother a fair bit as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't reckon they're the same person. Let's get to have a crack. On the weekend, we saw Toby Green, a man who was barely sighted on grand final day. And to be honest, most of the GWS squad weren't sighted <laughs> either. <laughs> He turned it on against the Tigers, winning the grand final rematch version of the Norm Smith and securing a very impressive victory, mind you. But what if the match stakes were a little bit higher, gentlemen? Now, what I'm talking about is if the team that lost the grand final win the grand final rematch, they should automatically win that previous season's premiership. I know this is controversial, gents, but if they lose... Their opposition opponents get an automatic home prelim final. What are our thoughts on this, gents? You lost the part, man. <laughs> 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 I was trying to think of the polite way to say it. Um, yeah. 
Well, I know this, this show is an endless supply of great ideas. Not sure about this one. Not going to rule it out, but it's uh, <laughs> unexpected. Gents, let me give you some scenarios that just might change your mind. Okay, in 2010, the Saints bet the Cats by 24 points in the grand final replay, which meant that the Cats would have lost the 2009 grand final. So the Saints would have won their first flag in over 60 years. It would have been massive. I think you've just lost everyone. (laughs) Oh, mate, come on. What about the Adelaide Crows? They ended up winning the replay in 2018, meaning the Tigers wouldn't have got that drought-breaking 2017 premiership. Surely. (laughs) (laughs) But, gents, how about this? This was probably the hardest thing. I was trying to see when Essendon won the corresponding grand final replay the following year. And I had to go all the way back to 1952 to find where Essendon won a grand final replay. That's right. Essendon bet Geelong by 69 points. We lost the 1951 grand final to Geelong and we finally bet them the following year in 1952. That is remarkable. I... Did not know that either. You're full of amazing facts week after week. So can I just, I'll throw a little thing out there. I've actually always, on this sort of subject, I've always been a fan of the idea that the grand finalists of the previous year should always open the new season. First game, round Mm. one, either Thursday or Friday night, probably Thursday the following year to kick things off. I don't think it's really happened very often. I don't know. It's probably going to be hard-pressed replacing um, the usual Carlton Richmond um, but show. That idea has always has always crossed my mind. I used to do it a lot, but I reckon if we go back to give it the sack segment, I reckon we get rid of the Richmond um, Carlton tradition. Richmond have dominated Carlton for however many years. I think Carlton are on the app at the moment, but I've been surprised that they've stuck with it for, for however many years that they've gone with it, considering how poorly the Carlton have done over recent times. And look, every year you want to see the best teams play against each other in the opening round or at least the most evenly matched sides. And so what better way to find out who's going to be real contenders in that following season is to get the two sides who last played each other. So mm. no, I absolutely agree with that, Frizy. Have a crack on getting rid of Richmond and Carlton in round one. Yeah, that's well said. Look, have a crack is just about my favourite segment because of some of these brilliant ideas that should be common sense but for whatever reason they're not more and more week after week gents that it, it may never happen but look in the ballpark can can certainly dream i want a quick have a crack for you sir yes mate there's a new nhl team so a hockey team in seattle i think did you hear what their new nickname is i have not heard it i want, I want to run it past you guys and see what you think because i absolutely love it they're called the seattle kraken inspired by the pirates of the caribbean <laughs> the kraken okay. The not Kraken. the Krakens, the Kraken. So it's not plural either. Oh, I love ha- it. Have a crack. Have a Krakens. The Krakens. I, 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 I reckon we. I reckon we change our name on here as well to have a Krakens. The Krakens. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely massive. Fryzy, you, you got to love this game as well, being a Seattle native. Oh, of course. I mean, uh, I'm surprised you haven't bought it up sooner. That could only do wonders for their brand and I guess their marketability to new fans because they've got such a unique name that no one else could even think of. Oh, I, I really rate that ploy. I think it's a, I think it's a, very, a very bold strategy. I like it. Speaking from experience, having been to Seattle, the only two other names that I could think would be in contention would be the Seattle Space Needles 
being the largest tower in Seattle, or listen to this, the place where Starbucks is founded is Seattle. So it would have been the Seattle Starbucks, which, look, might have been a marketing dream. It could have, could have been a pretty handy uh, partnership, though. Get Starbucks as the main sponsor. Bit of pumpkin spice latte at the games as well. That would have been huge. But oh. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah gee, gee whiz. I love it, the Krakens. It's yeah. like um, summon the Kraken or whatever he says. It's like this big octopus that used oh. to take down pirate ships. So I imagine that they would have like a Davy Jones locker. Like if, if, you, if you're if you a player, you, you have a Davy Jones locker. Apparently he's the number one um, ticket holder. So they're just going to have a massive octopus as their mascot, Maxi, or are they going to get good old Captain Jack and they're going to bring back Johnny Depp? Get Johnny Depp down. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, look, quite fittingly, quite a washed up Johnny Depp as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Gents, I think we can both agree it's a much better name than the Seattle Sonics. Got my agreement there, that's for sure.